Gazprom. Why I'm not bothered with geopolitics. Sometimes discussing geopolitics and sanctions is a necessary evil. In the case of Gazprom, OTCPK, OGZPY, and the Russian stock market as a whole. Even though I feel some fatigue due to an evident lack of constructive communication between Russia and the West, I also feel another pleasant type of fatigue caused by continuous buying of the recent dip in shares. Before we move on to another thorny issue, the situation in the European gas market, let's talk geopolitics first. Geopolitical concerns are overblown. Here's why a small disclaimer. I hold neither pro-Russian nor pro-Western political views. I also don't justify any actions of either the Russian or the Western side. What I'm interested in the most is making money in a pragmatic way. Which requires neutrality and impartiality. Now let me comment on two key geopolitical factors that affect Gazprom, as well as other Russian stocks today. One, Polish-Belarusian border crisis. While different sides tend to present the current migrant crisis near the Polish-Belarus border as a humanitarian crisis, an act of hybrid war, and a security threat to the EU. The whole incident doesn't look especially significant on a bigger scale. Here we're talking about roughly 4,000 migrants, a pitifully small number compared to over 470,000 refugees who arrived in Europe last year. This case, however, is interesting for a number of reasons. Despite being almost fully isolated from the West. Belarusian leader Alexander Lukashenko maintains a considerable portion of independence from Moscow when it comes to decision making. While some may call Lukashenko a puppet in the hands of the Kremlin, in reality, he has always been a tough partner for Russia to negotiate with. With regard to Gazprom, Lukashenko's threats to cut gas supplies from Russia to the EU shouldn't be underestimated. Even though I doubt Lukashenko is brave enough to stop gas flows today, it may still be considered as a last resort option if Europe strikes Belarus with another wave of sensitive enough sanctions. Overall, I don't see any significant geopolitical risks for Russia from this specific case, but further escalation between the EU and Belarus, which, again, retains a significant degree of independence. May result in unexpected negative outcomes. Nord Stream 2, even fully ready and fully available, won't save the day. The pipeline's capacity is only enough to mitigate the Ukrainian route, but not the Belarusian one. 2. Russia-Ukraine tension since April 2021. Russian forces have been here and they're close to the Ukrainian border. With the ongoing military buildup. Western partners are getting really worried about a possible Russian invasion of Ukraine. Now, why I think such an invasion is highly unlikely: one, the Kremlin seems to acknowledge the real cost of a hypothetical military conflict, whether it's rhetorical trickery or not. Putin himself emphasized that Russia is interested not in an open military conflict. Instead, the Kremlin prefers holding back the West from Ukraine. Nevertheless. Our recent warnings have had a certain effect. Tensions have arisen there anyway. In this regard, I have two points to make. First, it is important for them, NATO, to remain in this state for as long as possible, so that it does not occur to them to stage some kind of conflict on our western borders, which we do not need. 
we do not need a new conflict. Second, it is imperative to push for serious long-term guarantees that ensure Russia's security in this area, because Russia cannot constantly be thinking about what could happen there tomorrow. This is one of the remarks made by Putin at the expanded meeting of the Russian Foreign Ministry Collegium. Therefore, it looks like regular movements of Russian troops close to its western borders will become a routine to let western partners know that Russia is ready to take action if necessary at any time. 2. Another major factor that western observers seemingly don't consider is the domestic situation in Russia. Since the annexation, accession, of Crimea in 2014, the Russian ruble has devalued to dollars by more than 100%, from the USD, rub rate of, 35 to 74 today, and household incomes keep declining for eight years in a row. In the meantime, the Russians don't feel as enthusiastic about the state of affairs as economic problems take their toll. Source. Levada Center Given that the positive sentiment around Crimea has subsided, it's hard to imagine wide societal support of a full-fledged invasion of Ukraine. Regardless of how much international reserves Russia has, dealing with a hypothetical occupation of a whole country with a population of 41 million people, who definitely won't be as welcoming as Crimeans, will come at an unbearable economic and social cost. Not to mention that new, much harsher sanctions will be inevitable, closing even those few means of cooperation between Russia and the West that exist today. The bottom line being greedy when others are fearful is not easy, but for me, Gazprom remains one of the highest conviction cases in the Russian stock market. A bullish thesis I described back in July has gotten only better. The main reason for that is still ridiculously high natural gas prices in Europe. Later this November, I'll dive deeper into what's happening in the European gas market, so stay tuned for updates.